What's up, everybody? Welcome to Top the Cage. It is Juice mixing it up. I'm going to be introing. And um, of course, I'm joined by always my tag team partner, my Ray Phoenix to my uh, Penta, the Nick Jackson to my Matt, Jack- Matt Jackson, the Jeff Hardy to my Matt Hardy, Billy. Billy, what's up, my man? I appreciate being the Jeff Hardy, I got to admit. I knew I knew you would. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, definitely uh, one of my favorites of all time, which if you're, a, if you're a podcast listener, you know the answer to that question. But we have a great interview tonight, today, whenever you listen to this. I know for the past couple, we've been saying tonight, and we were like, should we keep saying tonight? But we'll stay, so let's, we'll still say tonight. And that is referee Kevin Quinn. If you guys are not familiar with Kevin, he refs at four different promotions right now, all indies up in the Northeast, and that being Chaotic, Beyond, Limitless, and Northeast Wrestling. Those are the four. Also, he does appear in some other places throughout his career, um, and he's had quite the career. He has refed for so many greats. Uh, this interview is a blast. He has some great stories, some stories that we talked about after we're not there. We definitely will have him back because uh, this guy has a great knowledge of wrestling and definitely still watches the product. And he is a student of the game. It was an honor to talk to him. He was so fun. And uh, one, one little, one little uh, spoiler, uh, he talks about taking a bump from the one, the only Vader, among other run-ins with other legends. Um, Kevin was a blast to have on. I'm psyched for you all to listen to it. Absolutely. And unless, Juice, you have anything further, ladies and gentlemen, we give you, as Brian Malonis put it on quite some time ago, the jacked, bald ref, Kevin Quinn. All right, we got another uh, interview on top of the cage. Our guest this week is our first ever referee guest. I'm pumped for this. I'm, I'm so many things I want to learn about the referee, pro wrestling referee game. This week is, um, I remember Brian Malone has called him the ball jack ref, referee. It is Kevin Quinn, pro wrestling referee. How you doing, Kevin? How you doing tonight? Good. How you guys doing? I want to first and foremost thank you for uh, having me on. I really appreciate it. Look forward to uh, talking to you guys. Of course, thank you for coming on. Like we said, we really want to learn more about uh, what it takes to be a referee. And like, there's not many podcasts that really that I've listened to that have like referees on. So I don't really get the insider information from uh, what it takes and what it's like to be a ref. You might be right on that. I'm not on very many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what it takes to be a ref is it takes someone that uh, can pay attention, listen, keep your ears open act when something organically happens and know how to react to it. It's all about remembering that you're the third in a singles match, let's just say. You're the third person in the ring, but you're not the third person in the match. So the best compliment you can get as a referee is you were there when you were supposed to be, and other than that, I didn't see you. So that's what you strive for, you know? What about when it comes to um, sometimes... But sometimes, once in a while, a referee does a little more. What, what's it like in those situations to really change it? Like um, if a wrestler attacks you, like a JT Dunn attacks you, or I think at one point you had the you, – you punched AR Fox. What, what's those situations like changing oh, the formula? Well, 
I mean, you know, the AR Fox thing, I mean, I punched him only because he tried to punch me. <laughs> and and I don't know if you saw the clip, but I actually got suspended for that. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, it cost me a paycheck and all that other stuff. This AR Fox, the highest flyer of them all. And I've always said to him, because I've worked a lot with him, I've said, if I ever have one match, man, I want to be with him. But, you know, it's a it's a little bit out of my beat. But it is it can be fun. Uh, it can be fun. The JT Dunn, uh, Death by Elbow. Uh, yeah, I've caught that a few times. Actually, I caught it this weekend up in Limitless Maine. Limitless in Maine, excuse me. It's always a good uh, a good move if you want to take a little nap, you know? <laughs> I can imagine. Taking an elbow like that or a Judas effect if it's a Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, um, it's no fun, I can tell you that. What other instances do you need, Mike? I think just like you said, you try just to be, um, just do your job and just stay out of the action. Like if you got attacked by a player or you have to kick out a manager and you're like having a verbal like discussion with the wrestler and like a certain sure. instance, stuff like that. It, it, it can get intense, you know, especially if there's a manager out there that's causing all, all sorts of uh, commotion. He's doing things he's not supposed to be. You know, I'm not afraid to do, do, do the old baseball, you know, get him out of here, throw him out. Um, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, I get worried about in the back. It's like, okay, they're going to have a little problem when we get in the back, <laughs> you know? But it's it's, uh, it's all part of being a good referee, you know, being all aspects of it. You know, you have to have conversations. You have to, you know, if I think the guy's hurt or whatever, I'm not afraid to push the other worker back. And, you know, I can move him back if I have to, per se. But yeah, all that stuff, man, that's all part of it, you know? Just going back to uh, what you were saying before, what are some of the things about being a wrestling referee that you don't think the normal wrestling fan understands? I don't think the normal wrestling fan, and unfortunately, I think some of the referees as well don't understand. It's a it's a taxing uh, job, if you will. I mean, you're out there more than anyone in the night. Um, you're up and down. You're all over the place. You're jumping in and out of the ring. You're checking on people, and you have to use your judgment. And, you know, it's, it's, I take it seriously. I'm not just a weekend warrior where I throw a shirt on on a Friday night and boom, hey, I'm a professional wrestling referee. You know, I live it. I went to wrestling school. I trained and I try to do everything the right way, you know. But um, it, it is interesting. It is interesting and in how taxing it can get. You know, like I wake up in the morning and I say that after like a, a long weekend of shows and I'm, I say this all the time to like my close wrestling friends. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like I'm a rep and I woke up this morning and you know, I'm sore and I'm tired, and my body hurts. And it's like, I can only imagine, you know, what, what they feel like. And I've been on the road with them, you know, a lot of them for a, a lot of time. So I know what they feel like because I see it, you know? But I think that's the biggest thing. They don't realize the athleticism that goes into it. And you were talking about actually that you, you got trained, uh, you know, do what's, let's take it back a little bit. Let's uh, start at the beginning. What, what really got you into wrestling? And then at that point, uh, where did you go to train? Not only, I guess, in the ring at that point, but to be a referee too. Sure. Uh, I actually was a huge fan. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Um, I've watched every WrestleMania. So I'll tell you something right there. Um, I've always been a huge wrestling fan. Um, I actually, I met, my original trainer in the gym. We both uh, had our music 
in our ears. And we both went for a preacher machine and we literally bumped into each other. And that was uh, Jason Rumble. That's the first person uh, who I actually met, so to speak, uh, as far as that goes. But I always would go to the NECW shows at the Quincy Armory years ago. Uh, I would take my son and uh, we, had a, we had a lot of fun. And I'm saying to myself, I could do this. I think I could do this. But I never was like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't like a little kid who wanted to be a referee. I grew up in the uh, professional bowling family. My father ran bowling alleys all my life. And uh, I was a bowler. That might be a fun fact for some people that may not know that. And I actually went to the, uh, they were called the youth games back then. Uh, pretty much like the, the Junior Olympics, so to speak. And I went to those three years in a row. Um, those are pretty cool. I jump all over the place. I get excited, as you can tell. <laughs> but getting back to the gym part. Um, yeah, I met Jason Rumble. And uh, he said he knew I was a wrestling fan because we talked for, you know, a few minutes. And he goes, follow me. He took me into what was the leg room at one point. Uh, what I knew was leg room. He opened up the door and guess what? There's a wrestling ring in there. So I walked in it. I walked around it. Just, you know, all right, cool. This is cool. And I ended up, you know, making friends with him and whatnot. And I knew he ran a wrestling school. And uh, me and my son, again, went to a lot of wrestling shows. And we went up to, uh, hopefully I get this right, West Newbury, Massachusetts. Um, this is going back. It's APW now, but it originally was wrestling Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with Joe Mowgli and uh, Big Woody, who, uh, who passed away, unfortunately. And I did some security for them. Uh, and I was a bouncer years ago, so I actually did some security. And I threw some people out. You know, the next week I came and they said, hey, we want you to ref this match. And I go, ref a match? I, I've never ref a match. So it was a street fight between Joe Mowgli and Big Woody. Uh, and they threw a ref shirt at me. I had, like, you know, gym pants on, if you will. And uh, next thing you know, I'm reffing the match. And next thing you know, Big Woody, God rest his soul, has a trash can over his head. And what do I do? I get in front of him like, whoa, you can't do that. I can't say exactly what he said, but he said, get the F out of the way, greeting. And I'm like, and then it clicked. I'm like, you know what? I've watched wrestling on TV. I get it. So, you know, I just ended up doing that match. And I went back a few more. And then I ended up going down to NCW going to uh, I forget what it was called I apologize but Scott Ashworth ran it down at Fairhaven Mass so I started to do some reffing next thing you know I'm getting some heat from some local referees because I'm not trained so went over to Jason Rumble's school the Bell Time Club which is still uh, active in Wakefield Mass run by uh, Bo Douglas trained by Kilo Kowalski so I went over there and I said, I guess I'm getting a lot of shit from these local referees. So I guess I got to learn how to either got to learn how to do this the right way. So he picked me up. He body slammed me. I said, yeah, that, you know, I don't think we're going to go that way. <laughs> and I bumped around a little, actually. And it was like, yeah, okay. First of all, um, I got in late. I didn't get in until I was 45. Um, that's extremely late. Most people are out of this business uh, by that time. So I got in late, so I don't know if my body's just old and just doesn't want to bump. I'm still not the best bumper. Uh, it's well known. But if you're creative and you know how to work, we can get things done. Um, so I started training there. and Next thing you know, one thing led to another. 
And then a few years later, I went up the road to North Andover to uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And I trained there, um, which is still my home school to this day, uh, so to speak. And uh, yeah, and we're all over the place. We ref about four companies right now. I uh, a senior ref at Beyond Wrestling and the senior ref at Northeast Wrestling, uh, Chaotic Wrestling, and uh, Limitless Wrestling. And it uh, keeps me pretty busy. Yeah, so uh, talking about busy, you got, are you going to be at the show for Beyond this weekend? I am. I'm actually at the Rhode Island Comic Con, too, on Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning. Then I'll be uh, heading out of the Comic Con and over to Somerville, Mass. To uh, That's going to be a good show. Are you going? Yeah, we're both actually going, yeah. All right. I probably met you, right? Uh, I don't know. Because we really just started – I really just started going to the local shows recently. Okay. And, um, I think the one – like, we went to Haunting in Tewksbury, and I don't think you were actually there for that one. I actually know I was off that night. Yeah, yeah. If you guys, I, I don't, I don't have my glasses on at these shows, so it's, so if you see me, feel free to just literally grab my shirt. Hey, Quinn. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely, definitely say hi. Yeah, definitely. So uh, one thing we want to follow up on. Um, you said you were bowling. So uh, what was your average? Where you bowling? Uh, I was actually, I was bowling from. I threw my first ball probably when I was three years old because that's what my dad told me. Um, but I started bowling in leagues at like six, I think. And I bowled all the way up till I was like 18. My average, I think, was about 208, 209, something like that, if I remember. Um, unfortunately, I didn't stick with it. Uh, that was my calling. That was my calling. It'd be fun. I'm, I'm a terrible bowler. <laughs> Stand on I when people say it, say it, but hey, let's go bowling. Like, sure, let's go. Like, we'll kick your ass. Okay, sure, no problem. Let's go. <laughs> so the real question, I you know, us three, we're we're from you know the New England area. Are you a candle pin bowler? Or are you a big ball bowler? Uh, big ball. That's how I grew up. Uh, I grew up in. My father ran uh, Holiday Lanes in Medford for many, many, many years. It's now, it was a super stopping shop. I think it's a job lot, an Ocean State job lot now, I think, or something. And I believe there's still one lane in there still. Um, so I bowled there, and then my dad uh, ended up going to uh, Boston Bowl in Dorchester, and uh, he took that over, and I bowled down there for years and years. And yeah, it just grew up in bowling. You know, like Randy Orton grew up in wrestling, and uh, Rep Quinn grew up in bowling, you know. When were you over in uh, the Boston Bowling in Dorchester? Uh, I, I'm talking many moons ago, probably when I was like 15 or 16 is when I was bowling over there. So we were going back probably 30, 31 years or so. Yeah, that's way before me. <laughs> I, I'm probably, that's probably older than you are. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I just realized that. One other thing I want to follow up on that you said earlier. You've seen every single WrestleMania. I've seen most of them. I haven't seen all of them. What's your uh, What's your favorite? See, that's the other thing. And I, my memory is not the greatest. Um, so every one of them is the greatest to me. Um, any matches that stand out, sure. The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. I mean, there's tons of stuff that stands out. But it's just like wrestling when I get to ref. Every match is my, my favorite match. I think that's definitely a great way to look at it. See, uh, it isn't the greatest. So to sit here and say, oh, wow, 
WrestleMania four. Yeah, we don't have all night, so I got I got Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Anthony Green. You know? The kid's an encyclopedia. So like how like he just calls back matches that you have seen. He'll tell you my first by he'll tell you my matches better than I'll tell you my own. So uh, I know we were talking earlier about how you uh, are mainly at four promotions right now. Within those four promotions, do you uh, have a favorite over one of the other four? Ah, what is the old saying? I can't touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, we've yeah, actually yeah. had uh, we've had Chase Del Monte on, so I'm, I'm sure he would hope that you would say chaotic. <laughs> and they all are. I'll tell you what, and I'm being serious for a second. Like, I'm 56 years old. I just turned 56 uh, last week. And uh, to get the opportunities that I get, I just start for Fandango or Dirty Dango. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? Come on. Now. It's like, they're all my favorite. And I mean, if I said, you know, if you want to ask me who I've been with the longest, I've probably been with Beyond Wrestling the longest. Because um, I've been with them since I was about three months into training. And I did a, they used to do studio, uh, studio tapings at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And I remember, man, there was like 20-something matches. And I ref like 14 matches or something. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I keep, that's it. I got nothing left, you know. And so Beyond Wrestling has given me a lot of, uh, a lot of great opportunities. I mean, the Young Bucks, I mean, Joe, Samoa Joe, and the list just goes on and on. But Chaotic Wrestling was like my home promotion, so to speak, um, in this area, if you will. And I mean, what I mean by home promotion is it's, it's I think it's one of the first ones I was with. Um, and it was always in this area. It was the hardest place to get into. It's the place that everybody wanted to be. Uh, and I got into it, just locked out. And hard work and you know, stuff's kept me there. Uh, Northeast Wrestling, same thing. They got rid of the referee. They called me. I was actually home and they're like, get in your car and show up and so on. So oh, here we go. Here I am, you know, limitless. I met the uh, Randy Carver, the owner of uh, limitless. I met him at a beyond wrestling tape and he was a ring announcer. That's how I met him. So I got a booking out of the taping. So with, that's pretty cool. Right. But Northeast wrestling has given me my biggest match, two of my biggest matches of my career. And that was uh, Cody Rhodes versus Kurt Angle in a steel cage, which was, uh, yeah, wow. And then I also did Cody Rhodes and Kurt Angle in a regular in a singles match, which was just insane, crazy. You know, you're sitting in a, you're sitting down and you listen to them call the match, and you're like, wow, is this really happening? You know, it's really cool. You know. Most refs probably don't get to say they ref those guys twice, let alone, let alone once. <laughs> well, you know, the, the funny thing about that, right, is they've ref three times, but the third time was in the UK or something. And coincidentally, it was a bald ref like me. So when we were, we were talking about the matches and Kurt Angle says, you make sure you put on your resume that you refed all three. And I go, I, I have only refed two. He goes, no, no, you refed all three. And I'm like, uh, no, that wasn't me. And then Cody Rhodes stepped in and said, no, no, Kurt, that wasn't him. And okay, he looked just like him, but it wasn't him. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, you know, and they're down to earth people. Um, they really are. And uh, it was just, it was an awesome experience. It's going to be hard to, I, I don't think I could ever top that. I should have just retired, 
I should have just left after that and called it a day. <laughs> there any other like uh, big matches or uh, wrestlers that you're just, it's wild that you got the fish eight matches of theirs? Oh yeah, Here, here's what everybody listening is gonna say. Oh, he he keeps dropping something, but it's it's the difference between dropping them and actually like working with them. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been lucky enough. I did Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix at the Mid Hudson Civic Center. That was incredible, absolutely incredible. I've done the Young Bucks versus the Hardy uh, Hardy Boys. I did their second match. I did the Young Bucks versus uh, Matt Hardy and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, I did uh, Samoa Joe versus Chris Dickinson at Beyond. Uh, wow. Yeah, and honestly, I just. I'm a lucky guy. I'm a lucky guy. In any match that I got to ref with Dijak was just awesome experience. I learned a lot from that big guy. And now he's in my living room every Monday night. And I'm sitting here watching him. <laughs> you know? A lot of other good matches. I had my, my original trainers. They wrestled each other, Bo Douglas and, and Brian Fury. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I could sit here for hours and just go on and on about all the matches and all the stuff that I've gotten to do now. In, in one of the best tag teams, uh, I'm sure you heard of the Logan Brothers, right? Have you guys heard of the Matt and Brian Logan? They, they were chaotic uh, wrestling. I think I know Matt Logan. I yeah. Go, I mean, Google them. Any, in wrestling, all the tag teams. The re, only reason I'm saying it is all the tag teams out there, if anyone's listening, Google them and watch what they do because they're the best at what they do. Yeah, I mean, quite the list. I mean, Kurt Angle, Cody, Samoa Joe, uh, Chris Dickinson, uh, lots oh, of great names there. I ref for Rey Mysterio quite a few times. I did a I did a triple threat with Rey Mysterio, Darby Allen, and Christian Casanova. That was just it, it was awesome, but it would have been even awesomer because it was uh, I think it either rained or it was gonna rain, so the canvas was a little bit moist, um, so it was a little bit you know. Do you remember where where that was? Um, that was that was at a stadium show for Northeast Wrestling. Where I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Oh, that's fine. I mean, that's I didn't I never knew uh, Ray and um and uh, Kiss Casanova is now Carmelo Hayes ever tossed it up before. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I also did a match with uh, was Moxley. And somebody against JT Dunn and Mike Verna might have been Moxley and Darby Allen versus JT Dunn and uh, Mike Verna. It was another stadium show. Dude, it started pouring. And the next thing you know, there was a big crack of lightning. And all of a sudden, you heard Moxley look at everybody and goes, Home. <laughs> and the match finished up real quick. And we got the heck out of it because it was, it was bad weather. But yeah, man, I've been, I, I've been a lucky guy, man. I've been in a plethora of matches. I probably ref the most singles matches for JT Dunn, Pandora, Dijak, and Casanova, probably. I don't know. I've done a lot with Anthony Green. I, I don't know. I've been a lucky guy. Yeah, those are four great guys, four up and comers that really am doing great work recently. Green's been AW a lot recently. Yeah. Um, JT Dunn, JT Dunn has been around a while. He's been showed up on Impact before. A lot of great guys. Dajakovic, who's now T-Bar. He's yeah. killing it. Uh, he just had an amazing match this week. Did you watch that oh, at all? Did you see that? Yeah, the, the no DQ. He was fine until until uh, the other, <laughs> until his opponent snapped and just literally almost killed him. 
Yeah, Priest getting the, the angry face. <laughs> oh, that's a scary face, man. I, I've repped him on the Indies, actually, against uh, against uh, Josh Briggs. That was an incredible match. Briggs is a yeah, great guy over yeah. in WNL, too. Yeah, I mean, there was a spot in the match where there was a two, and he backed me up so far, I fell out of the ring and onto the, onto the floor, and I'm just looking at him like, oh, shit. I've been in a lot of – I've been a lucky guy. I mean, we do Uncharted Territories every Thursday. I was just in the ring with John Silver last week, right? John Silver, who was on – this is Thursday. The night before, he was the main event on AEW Dynamite, and he pinned Matt Jackson, one half of the, the Young Bucks. Hello? <laughs> yeah, Johnny Hungy is great. I watched that match. and um, Actually, I, I did watch Beyond. I was going to go, but uh, something came up, and I was like, I'll just catch it on IWTV. For people Maybe. watching, you know. Do you have a subscription? Uh, I don't have. I, I did have to pay for it. Actually, no, no I, I watched it for free. I know a guy that's. Um, I did watch it for free. There you go. It's a, it's a great thing to have because you can watch like all sorts of stuff. IWTV was. I'm gonna just do a little plug for them. Uh, you know, obviously I'm on their team. They uh they have some great stuff out there. Like I got to watch the uh, Matt Tremont Onita death match. You know. On, on the free, you know? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I've heard about that recently, too. I, I keep cool. checking it out. You just mentioned a death match. Is that a type of match you would ever want to ref? I mean, is there other stipulation matches that you've ref before and think one might be harder than the other? Uh, no, nah, because those types of matches are easier. Well, they're easier and they're harder. They're easier as far as refing. They're harder because you really have to pay attention to the guys and make sure they're okay because every blow that they're taking, whether it's a chair or light tube or whatever, it's like, you know, you want to make sure they're okay. And, and I've been doing this long enough. So I know most of them, if you check on, yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm good. But I can tell when they're not, you know, I've done a couple of death matches. Um, I've done a bunch of thumbtack stuff. I've worked with Matt Tremont a, a few times. Uh, he worked with Busick in a fans bring the weapons match at Beyond. I did that. That was uh, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, but you know what I like, man? I like a big hoss fight. I like somebody. I like somebody like at uh, one of our NEW shows a couple about a month ago. It was Eric Rowan. Remember him from uh, the WWE versus yeah. Wrecking Ball with Dresden. I'm sure Billy loves to hear that. He loves his hosts. Yes, I do. I really do love the big meaty men slapping meat. I do, man, because as a ref, like it's a little bit, how can I say that? I'm going to say this as professionally as I can. I get to watch the match a little bit more because it's a little slower paced, if you will. And everything is kind of high impact and, you know, everything is, is you know, means something because they're just so damn big. And it's not very often Wrecking Ball is a smaller guy in the ring. Man, Rowan's, Rowan's a tree. He's a big man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I walked by him in the hall, and I was really like, oh, wow. You know? And and, and how you see him dress, that, that's how he dresses. Like, you know? <laughs> uh, I just got to ref for Mike Bennett um, at NEW. I haven't ref for him in probably five or six years. But there's a guy, right? There's a guy that's just enjoying himself and having some fun, you know? Yeah, now um, he's back back on the market, and hopefully he's getting it be show up here around more, and yeah. I'm sure he'll get signed soon too. 
I would think that he'll end up somewhere. You know what's funny is, uh, yeah, I I just uh, I just had a little go around with Ring of Honor. There was possibility of an opening for a ref, and I got a no, and I was like bummed out. Three days later, I found out why. <laughs> you know, I feel bad for those guys, man. There's a lot of good guys there. There's a lot of good wrestlers there. What do you think? Uh, do you think they're gonna come back, Ring of Honor? Uh. I honestly don't. I know they said they're planning to come back in April. That's what they said. But it's just tough. You're being away for four months and, like, you let go your entire roster. It's going to be tough to rebuild because a lot of those guys, like Bennett, you said Bennett's going to get signed. He's definitely prob- definitely will. And uh, Matt Taven, too, another local guy. And uh, so much more talent, like Greshams and Lethals. They're not going to be available to resign. Right. And Vincent, you know, what a character he's made, huh? Yeah, they got, but, but I agree with I agree with you because usually, like you think about it, if there's usually ninety day non competes, November, December, January, February. Do you know what I mean? So all these guys are out on the market, and all these guys, I see, you know, they're all being booked because Northeast Wrestling in January, December, and January. I mean, take a look. Go go to northeastwrestling.com. Check out the next few shows. The cards are absolutely off the hook. They're incredible. You know. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. You know? yeah. I'm curious to see a lot of these guys. Will... Gresham's the best wrestler out there, you know? Yeah, I've sung his praises. Um, we, we talked about the releases and talked about some of the guys. And I said, this is he's one of the best technical guys I've seen. He's a guy that I, I think you could compare his technical talents to a Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson as he is now. He's so good. You want what a match that would be, huh? That would be amazing. We talked, yeah, we talked about that too. That would be uh, just there wouldn't even be a strike, you know. I, I, I tell you though, I've been very lucky. Um, I've I've ref progression tons and tons of times, and he did a trilogy with uh Zach Saber Jr. and oh man, that must have been beautiful, <laughs> oh, just. And let me tell you, this is okay. Remember when you asked me earlier, what are some things that a fan might not know about a referee? All right, a technical wrestling match versus all these flippy, you know, whatever all these other things are, which is all good, all you know, slices of pie or flavors of ice cream, however you want to put it. Those technical wrestling matches tax a referee or me, I should say, more than anything else, more than anything else. I did an eight-minute match with Biff Busick and Tommaso Ciampa, I believe, at NEW years and years ago. And it didn't leave the center of the ring. And, I mean, it, it might have been a folk spot or something. But, anyway, it was just incredible. And when I get out of those, man, I go to the bathroom. Ooh, shit. <laughs> Is but it yeah, because it's just tough on your knees because you're on the ground or what? It's tough on everything because you're paying so much attention because – Every hole could be a submission. Yeah, okay. Literally, you literally, not that I take my eyes off the match anyway, but you literally, I mean, you're like, you, you got to be right there just in case somebody is a quick tap, there's a quick armbar, you know, a quick pin, which they do all the time. You got to you gotta be there to catch it. Now that I'm getting a little older, you know, I got to work extra hard to make sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be, you know? Talking about, uh, how how you ref and where you're supposed to be. Are there any refs that like um are on like the TV 
in the past or present that like uh, influence how you do it? Uh, I, I kind of watch them all. I mean, of course, I'm a Tommy Young fan. I'm a Earl Hebner. I've actually got to work with Earl Hebner uh, on a loop down in uh, South Carolina area. I actually got to bump Earl Hebner uh, in a match. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, what was the bump? It was a bump where there was a match where I got bumped and he was there with the opponent. So they, the opponent called him in. He went to count three. And as he was coming down for three, I stopped his arm. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is my match. What the hell are you doing? Do you know who I am? And I said, hey, at this particular point, this is my match. I'm the official. Like, you need to go. And he's like, I need to go. Why don't you make me go? So he pushed me. I pushed him. Uh, no, he, yeah, he pushed me. I pushed him back. And then I clotheslined and sent him out of the ring. And that was the end of him for the night. I tell that and people look at, you know, people, if I tell that in person, like, yeah, okay. So you bumped Earl Head. Sure. It's kind of like when I tell people I took the Vader ball from Big Van Vader. They look at me like, what? Oh, you did? Is that true? That's a true story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Martinsburg, South Carolina, for big time wrestling. Um, for whatever reason, the champ wasn't taking it that night. Um, so they told me when I walked in, and this is, I want to say this is my first road trip with big time wrestling. This is going back a long ways. And I walked in and they go, hey, man, good luck tonight. You're taking the Vader bomb. I said, what? And so now I think in wrestling, though, as well, I don't they call it ribs. I'm sure you've heard of those. And I said, yeah, right. So the promoter comes over to me and says, hey, man, just to let you know, you're taking the Vader bomb today. Well, the Vader bomb? I go, I can barely take a back bump. You want me to take the Vader bomb? <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you got to take it. And I'm like, I was so new then. I'm like, well, guess I got to take it, you know? Um, so, uh, he explained exactly, you know, what was going to happen. And he basically told me, he goes, if you move, you know, that's, that's on you. So I took it and, uh, they picked me up off the floor about eight minutes later and took me to the back and, uh, here we are. So I did take the Vader ball. I tried to find the footage and, uh, it's so old that I, I it couldn't be found, but it's, it's the truth. I took it. What did it feel like? You're just laying on the mat, looking up at that turnbuckle, seeing them. Like, what was going through your head? If I know it's a while ago. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm not sure I've ever told. Well, I told a couple people this. I was going to roll out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You look up. That dude was, what, 400, and something, 400 pounds or yeah, something? I'd, I'd roll out. You're braver than me. I, I would have rolled out. <laughs> Well, I figured if I rolled out, I'm getting my ass kicked in the back. So I might as well just sit here and take it, you know? So I'm watching this guy, you know how he does the rope, you know, jumps on the, you know, bounces on the rope a couple times and then goes, I'm looking up and I just see this mass. And then I just look in and I see this mass leave the rope and land on me. And I'm like, oh shit, it's it, it's over. Hope there's insurance. But anyway, it, uh, you know, it, um, you know, let's just say he took care of him. I mean, he's a pro. He's one of the best big men to ever do. Absolutely. Yeah, he did. He took good care of him. He did. He did. Scared. I was scared, man. I'm not going to lie to you. He came right in the back after. He came right up to me. And, you know, not to break down that fourth wall, but it was, uh, it was an experience. All right, Quinn. Well, we don't want to keep you for much longer. 
But uh, we have one question we ask all of our guests. And so far, all of our guests have been referees. So uh, we're going to change. I'm sorry. All of our guests have been wrestlers so far. I wish we've had purely referees. We've been a blast to have on. But uh, we're going to change this question up a little bit so it's more geared towards you so you can give us a better answer. Uh, So it it can be a two-part question, depending on how you answer the first part. Uh, What is a dream match for you to officiate? And it can be any wrestler of all time, any kind of match. doesn't have to be a, you know, singles match, tag team match, triple threat. So, but, so we can make up any match out of any, any match, any match, any wrestler of all time, your choice, no rules. All right. I think we're going to, I think I'm older. So I think we're going to go triple H and HBK. And I think we're gonna go against The Rock. And you ready for this one? Rick Rude. Okay, I like that. I had a little out of that was just a quick off the top of my head type thing. <laughs> All right. Would would there be any stipulation to your match or just a straight up tag team? Oh, kick uh, no oh, it's gonna be a no DQ, false count anywhere. Um, <laughs> Pull the rule book in the trash, man. Have fun. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, this this could potentially be a two-parter, and your answer did did uh, qualify you for the second part of the question. Same question, but only using active wrestlers now. Okay. Uh, active wrestlers. Let's see. I would like to see Cody Rhodes against Ryan Daniels. All right. Any type of stipulation there or just normal match? Uh, let's throw a cage match in there. Okay. Go in the cage. Let's I like that. There. And let's throw a title up on the uh, – let's throw a title in there as well. Let's have some fun with this one. I, I just – I'm a huge Cody fan and I'm a huge Danielson fan, so that's why I picked them. And I'm also a huge Darby fan because I drove with Darby – for years and years before Darby was dark. <laughs> that that's wild too. Yeah, dude, I could talk all night, man. I I really appreciate. It. I don't get to do a lot of these, um, probably because I'm a ref, but that's okay. But when I get the opportunity, it's like I appreciate it, man. We appreciate it too. We we had fun talking to you. It was awesome. I ramble a little bit, but you know, <laughs> hopefully you can edit it. Uh, we we love that. Trust us. We we love that. And like like Justin said, Jamie, I mean, you've been an absolute blast to have on tonight. And we we just want to say thank you. I mean, the stories, the you know, getting outside of the wrestling talk and all of that. It's it's been a blast. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and actually, we want to give you this time right now. Uh, if there's anything you want to plug or promote, uh, you know, the floor is yours for however long you want to talk, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you. Like I said, I work for uh, four companies right now. I work for. Beyond Wrestling, Chaotic Wrestling, Northeast Wrestling, and uh, Limitless Wrestling. If you go to all their websites and check it out, they all got some shows coming up. Uh, Every Thursday night from now until the end of the year, we have Beyond Wrestling Uncharted Territories uh, in Worcester at the White Eagle. That's on Green Street. It's at 8 o'clock every Thursday. Um, This Sunday, we're at the Arts of the Armory in Somerville for another show. And just uh, come support your local wrestlers. Come out and say hi. Uh, we do this for you. This is why we do it, to put the smile on your face and to see the reactions and look in the crowd and see the, <gasps> like all that stuff, man, and see the kids smile. That's really why we do it. 
been, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. Thank you. All right. And again, we just want to thank Kevin so, so much for joining us here tonight. Juice, I know Kevin said it to us off air, on air, that not too many opportunities for refs out there to get interviews on podcasts. And man, am I happy we just had this conversation. Yeah, that should change. Um, Any podcasters listening to this, book some rest, book Kevin, book other ones, because thing is, their careers can last a lot longer. They can do a lot more matches. They can, the ones in the indies, they can travel all over the country and they don't just rest. They don't just uh, ref these indie rising stars. There's big names that appear in these shows too. Like that, because AEW, you can, like a John Mox can show up indies it's not like wwe like that they can't really do that and i mean even but nxt we saw them working with evolve like these re- referees they meet so many great people on so many great stories sometimes they have even more stories than some of the greatest wrestlers and that's you know interviews guys kevin had some great stories i talked about and um, i'm sure he has many many more great stories Yes, and like we said, we would absolutely love for Kevin to come back. An absolute blast. Such a great human, too. I mean, what a fucking guy. Just a legend in the business. And if you guys don't know him or any of his product that he raps for, be sure you check him out. And also, be sure to check him out on social media on both Twitter and Instagram at Ref Quinn. Juice, unless you have anything else for the people in the outro, I think we are good to wrap it up. Yeah, just our normal social media plug. Uh, Instagram, lowercase letters, T-O-T-C underscore pod, all lowercase. And then Twitter, the tweeter, it is um, capital letters, T-O-T-C underscore capital P and lowercase O-D. Follow us in there for more content, uh, news, and, you know, engage with us. We want to talk. We, we want to talk with you guys. So um, thank you for listening and have, have a good time. Have a good time.